Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Hi everyone, it's Pastor Jeff Woodward here from Metro Church. It's so exciting to be with you again. I'm really looking forward to this grow session together. Uh, but before we get to that, before I introduce some of my very special guests to you tonight, uh, let me just let you know about some things that are coming up. Uh, this Sunday coming, now if you're watching this later, then you'll have to disregard this part, but on Sunday the 6th of March, we've got Faith, Hope and Love right here in the auditorium. We've got our fabulous children's craft club downstairs and that's a brilliant night for the kids. And then of course, we get to have dinner afterwards as well in the cafe. I really hope you can come and pray with us or you can certainly join us online and be believing God with us there. As always, because I know that for many of you, this will be your Sunday service. And we never want to just kind of gloss over the fact that for many of you, giving is such a special part of your life with God. So I want to just pray for you and pray for your giving. Thank you for those of you that don't just give randomly, but you've made a commitment in your heart and say, I'm going to honour the Lord with my resources. So come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person. I pray, God, that there will be amazing blessing. Over and over again, Lord, many of us have seen the supernatural way you provide. You do things that are unexpected. You do things that are undeserved, but they come out of your great love for us. So I pray you'll pour that out on every person who's bringing their resources to you. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. One of the great hallmarks of believers is a desire to grow. 27 times in the epistles alone, we are told about growing and commanded to be growing in Christ. So it's normal for a believer to be growing in Jesus. Probably though, no area of the Christian life is actually more misunderstood than the area of God's guidance. And so I've gathered some, well, just some of the beautiful people here at Metro Church together, and we're gonna have a bit of a, really a discussion about it. Uh, no one knows it all, but every one of us has got something that we can contribute about how maybe God has guided us, or maybe even the times when we didn't know what to do. And so I want you to help me welcome. I'll start from my left, your right. Here it is, Donald Poutou. Poutou. Yeah. Donald Poutou. I've got to get that right for all our good friends there in New Zealand. Donald Poutou. And uh, Donald, apart from being a fabulous husband and a father of three, he's a social trainer. And that means that his job is working with people with intellectual disabilities and challenges, mental health issues. So welcome, Donald. Poutou. <laughs> this is Tessie. Uh, Tessie, apart from being a young mum of one, uh, Tessie's also involved. She works in recruitment, which I can only imagine is a high pressure kind of a job, pretty much. <laughs> so welcome. Uh, Rhonda, this is my wife, Rhonda. And if you ask Rhonda what she does, she'll probably say something like, oh, bits and pieces. The truth is, Rhonda is like the mother of the house She's just, honestly, seriously, Rhonda's job description here runs so long. Everything from the parents' room and prayer groups and women's ministry and pastoral care, there's lots. So uh, give her a big hand because I know you love her. Some of you love her more than you love me and that's fine. 
Here uh, on my right is Ali Oliver. Ali and, and his wife, Sarah, they're just beautiful, amazing people. They've been a part of this church, well, for a long time, really. And uh, Ali is an engineer with an MBA on top, but he's got some fabulous stories about walking through some difficult times and we'll hear some of that later. So welcome, Ali. Gabby, Gabby Pather. Oh, what a man, what a guy. Uh, this young man, he's a student, part-time worker now, but again, somebody as a young person who's committed his life to Christ and is going, how do I journey this whole thing? Because, hey, you're making some of the biggest decisions of your entire life in this zone right now. And so this is a pretty big subject. If you're a young person here and you want the will of God for your life, this is definitely for you. Right at the very end, uh, though, is Pastor Bruce Grant. Lots of you know Bruce, of course, from here at Metro and ministry time particularly. Bruce is on staff here at the church. But again, Bruce's journey. When I look across this group here, hey, you know, none of us have had this straight up line where everything was just smooth and easy. You know, you were born in another country other than Australia. So were you, so were you, so were you. Uh, and so all of our journeys have been pretty, well, they're kind of a bit out there really, aren't they? And uh, I think that to, I don't know about you, but to look back, how long have you been a Christian now, Donald? Um, well, it's a really strange story, but um, I was brought up in Sunday school. Uh-huh. I used to run away from my parents to get to Sunday school. Um, my older sister and my younger sister, who should be watching, um, we sort of like snuck out of the house on a Sunday because of the recovery on Saturdays from mum and dad. Oh, really? So we snuck out and um, what actually happened was around about 18, I think it was, I, I found life in the real world, business, work, students, lots of other things that we don't talk about, but there's lots of stuff that happened when you were about 18 up that transition. That's just that really, really, when you become no longer a child, but you're kind of not, not quite an adult, like you're kind of like in between. And so at 18, I decided that I could do it on my own. And so I went my own way and I said, God, look, I can do it on my own. If you give me a wife who loves me, a new house, don't do this all the time, a wife who loves me, a new house, and a car, brand new car out of the box, not any car, a brand new car out of the box, I'll come back to church. When I got to Australia, Jesus provided every single one of those. And I said to you, well, hey, look, you kept your side of the bargain. I guess I have to keep mine. And since then, I've been at Metro Church with Pastor Jeff, Pastor Rhonda. And, um, How long ago is that? A long time. Over 10 years. Oh, way more <laughs> than 10. Years. I remember you from way yeah, Over 10 years, mate, way more. But isn't it one of the most amazing things that I think, if you're a Christian, you get this. If you've never experienced Christ, the whole thing of an actual relationship with somebody who promises to guide you is just one of the big deals. Look, let me get into this because I think it's one of the biggest areas that people get confused over. So let me start with just a couple of promises out of the Bible. Uh, Some of these you'll know. Psalm 32 verse 8, it says, The Lord says, I'll guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. I think that's one of the best things ever is that he says, no matter where you go, no matter what happens, 
I'm going to be there. A bit like Psalm 23, I'll be with you in the valley of the shadow of death. John chapter 10, verse 4, Jesus is speaking and says about the good shepherd, after he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. And there's many, many other promises. That's just two. But I want to take you quickly as a foundation for this to a story in the life of Paul and Silas, two great apostles, both of whom were incredibly experienced, great leaders, Christians that knew the voice of God, and yet they got to a space where they had no idea what to do. Let me read it to you. It's Acts 16, just a couple of verses. It says, Next, Paul and Silas travelled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the Word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus didn't allow them to go there. Sometimes God isn't going to tell you where to go. He's just going to say no. That's just it. You know, I don't want you to do that. Uh, And that's what happens to these guys. Instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. And a man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, saying, come and help us. So then, of course, they followed that great vision. But the thing that I want every one of us to get and understand just so simply is this. This is what all of us want in life from God. This is a map of West Australia. And I don't know about the rest of you here, I want God to tell me where. I want Him to tell me every twist and turn. I want to know everything about it. You know, I don't want this walk by faith business. I don't want to trust God. I want knowledge. I want Him to tell me. And that's what I want, you know, like really up to date. And instead of that, this is what I find He usually gives me instead. Instead of a map, He gives me a compass. And you know the only thing a compass tells you? It doesn't tell you how long it's going to take. doesn't tell you what it's going to look like along the way doesn't tell you how many twists and turns. The only thing a compass tells you is direction. And I don't know about the rest of you, but anybody here want to raise your hand and go, is that not one of the most frustrating things in the world is when you just feel like God going, just do this. And you go, yeah, but what? And what's it going to look like? And you know what I'm saying? Bruce, you got any insights on that one? It's just like- I'm with you. I I want all the detail, please. Oh, that's right. You'll miss the detail, yeah. Uh, and, and yet sometimes that's not what God does for our life. He doesn't give us that kind of stuff. And so it's important that we understand, you know, that in our life, guidance is not God, you know, giving you a map. Maybe what He's going to do is just tell you how to take the next step. Let me dive into this and then we can talk about this in a minute. Here's my first point for all of you is that guidance only comes to the willing. You don't steer parked cars, huh? You only steer one that's willing to go, huh? I remember, Tessie, I do remember this. When you first came to this church and you were here and and there was, someone asked you, would you worship lead? (laughs) Do you remember this? Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, ah. Now, people who see you now, particularly when you have one of those Holy Spirit moments where you just go on fire, And we're all going, look at it, wow. But I can also, I remember back to when you were, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Was there a sense for you though, like this is what I'm meant to do? You know, like, you know what I mean? Was there that kind of feeling for you? 
Yeah, um, I remember when I first got saved um, and I was watching a lot of Hillsong when Darlene was still uh-huh. leading and I was so inspired, I was so encouraged by the way she leads her spirit, the way she loves God through mm-hmm. singing. And I, I told God, God, I would really want to be like that person one day. I want to have what she's having. I want to have that kind of experience, you know, I um being able to worship you so freely, being able to just love you through whatever I have, which is um, singing. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, that's, I, I think when, when uh, Leanne asked me, I was really scared because um, I think because of, I feel um, insecure because of language barrier. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was really in, in. I feel really insecure. Um, I'm not confident in in my English, even though I I came here long time ago. Really? Yeah, I had a kind of a bad experience. Wow. Um, but I know um, God reminded me about wow. that um, promise, or about that um, not promise, but about that longness that I wanted, yeah, yeah. and and um, and He has been showing me ever since. Yeah, I got saved, that he's always with me, that it's not about me, it's about him. Mm. And that's how I... But when you said yes to Leanne, mm-hmm. you said yes, not feeling overwhelming, wow, I can do this. No, I'm still scared. Every oh, time, really? Yeah. Every you time I'm never worship, know. Every time I'm worship leading, I'm still scared. I'm really? still nervous. Yes. But isn't it funny how... And this is the point I'm trying to make is that guidance and power yeah. comes to the people who say yes, even though yeah. they're scared, yeah. even though they're nervous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's something that so many people miss because they're kind of going, God, if you tell me, then I'll make up my mind. <laughs> if you tell me, then I'll decide whether I'll do it. I, I don't think I've ever seen someone like that get guided. Yeah. Because you've got to say yes first. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I want it. I want him mm. to lead me. That's why. Even yeah. though I'm scared, but it's not about me. I really want I, him I to I tell lead people me. fairly regularly who, who ask me questions about what God's will is for their life. I always say, start with this prayer. Yes. That says, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Yes, that's And right. I still to this day pray that and go, God, if I know it's you, I'll do anything you yes. tell me. If I know it's you. Amen to that, Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that that's a big deal. And yet I know that for a lot of people, that's the big hump. And I've asked Bruce, would he pray for people right now? We're not going to wait for a ministry time moment. I just really want to pray for people who go, because I know what it's like to be scared that God might ask me to do the something crazy. Do you remember when, (laughs) this is a bit of a joke, we used to, People, when we were young Christians, people used to say, never tell God you won't do something because that's the thing He'll make you do. <laughs> you remember that? So I used to say to God, God, I'll go anywhere but Hawaii. I kind of thought I'll, I'll trick Him. I used to say, send me anywhere but New York and that's the very <laughs> first place He sent us. So it yeah, doesn't true. always work. <laughs> Well, see, yeah, but see, you should have tried my method there. Um, um, but I know how big a deal that is, and I don't want to make light of this, like somehow or other guidance is just easy. I go, no, it's actually, it's not difficult, but 
you've got to get past that thing you just said, that insecurity. Because really what you're saying is, God, I want to trust you, but it's a big jump. So maybe, Bruce, would you just pray right now for anybody that's a part of this uh, who's wrestling with that? Father, I thank you for every person that has uh, joined this message. And Father, for all of us, myself included, Lord, I pray that you will give us ears to hear even the faintest of whispers. But Lord, more importantly, you'll give us the courage to say yes to you and to trust Mm. in you. Lord, even though we might not have the details, Lord, let our trust be in you, a God who loves us, who will never uh, cause us to stumble, who's always got our best interests at heart. Father, help us to understand that truth and that reality. And Lord, that we can just take that very first step, even if we don't know what the next one is going to be like. Help us to take those steps to follow you for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so that's my first point. Guidance only comes to the willing. Start there, even if you're scared. Here's my second point, is that guidance can come in different ways. You know, in the story we read out of Acts 16, Paul didn't have a vision saying, don't go there. He just had a sense, don't go there. Uh, but when he got told where to go, it's a vision that leads him on. And, you know, the vision's the dramatic part. But that doesn't mean that's the only way God can speak or that it's the best way. And this is where I wanted to ask you, Ali, about this because several years ago, there was this period where your permanent work stopped. And there was a period of how long? Was it two and a half years, really, of not sure or longer? Still going on now, I would argue, oh, really? but uh, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. That was the starting point. I was working in Papua New Guinea at the time, uh, very comfortable in a month-on-month-off mm. rotational role. It was a job that I loved, uh, loved wow. being there, loved, loved the work, loved the time off even more. Um, and then completely out of the blue, I got told that that was it, the job was finished. Uh, I was in the middle of a downturn in the, in the industry. And that was quite a shocking place to be, you know, just yeah, suddenly having the rug pulled from underneath you um, with no warning at all. Uh, no chance to even get across there to Sydney or to Papua New Guinea to meet with people face-to-face and ex- have them explain yeah, right. what had gone on. So it was quite a, an unsettling wow. time. Um, and I suppose uh, I tried to rationalise it. Um, in, through through human eyes, yes. <laughs> that's it. You've got to try and make sense of everything. Yeah, You've got to try and understand and then try and control as an engineer yeah. and a manager. Yeah. Um, but... But the reality was that, that that wasn't working. No matter how hard I tried, I wasn't finding wow. any other jobs. Wow. Uh, and at, then, w- at one stage, you were, I remember you told me years ago, you were thinking of fivefolding to Russia. Yes. Which would have been, who knows how long, a plane flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was a very unsettling time, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was about, yeah, it was, I was trying to think of, any opportunity to do anything. Yeah, right. And I guess since that time, I've probably applied for, for 40 or so jobs. Wow. From Seek, Seek, from LinkedIn. Wow. None of them have given any fruit. Wow. However, I've only been out of work for about two and a half weeks in wow. total. Wow. And um, the, all the jobs really have, have come to me, if that wow. doesn't sound strange. Um, so after that event where I, I lost the, position in Papua New Guinea. A couple of weeks later, uh, you know, one evening, went out to buy a 
some milk from the supermarket. I remember you told me. I bumped me into that. a colleague that I knew, another POM, but a colleague that I'd known from my days when I was working at Woodside. And uh, we got chatting at the till, as you do. And he said, um, so what are you doing these days? And I said, well, not much, actually. I've just, just been made redundant. He said, oh, I've got a job. He owns wow. a company yeah, well. that does servicing to the oil and gas industry. And uh, effectively, the next Monday, I started in a position with him. That's incredible. And that, that lasted for that contract full term. And then I went into another job, joined a, uh, another company that was doing a project. That project uh, looked really good on day two of my job there. They said, you know, this project probably isn't going to go ahead. Uh, week, week three or four, they said, this project isn't going to go ahead. Everyone on the project's going to be wow. downmanned very soon. And that's kind of been the story of the last six or seven years. I remember you told me that once that you and I would uh, chat from time to time. I'd ring up and see how you're going. And I remember you said this to me once. You said, you know, Jeff, this has been one of the best things for my life. You talked to me about how you were almost in that uncertain time forced to hold on to God. Yeah. And you, can you explain that a bit more? I'm always interested in you know, people who don't throw their hands in the air but actually go on and say, God, I'm going to find you in the midst of all this. I threw my hands in the air first. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. No, I'm, I'm pretty stubborn as an, indiv as an individual. Um, yeah. That's what she tells me anyway. <laughs> and, uh, so, so, yeah, as, as we said, as an engineer, that sort of thinking mode, I wanted to control everything i yeah, wanted right. to i wanted to provide the direction and work out a, a path out of that and it just wasn't working so in the end i had to fall back on wow. all that i had left you, you're in you're in that position where you're questioning yourself yeah. what's wrong with me yep. um you start to wonder about your own sanity yep. uh you wonder about how people see you um when you're applying for all these jobs and nothing is happening and yet when the jobs come to you you begin to realize the only way to get around this is to let go and let God, let yeah, God wow. do the guiding. I remember you talking yeah. to me about it and saying that there was quite a profound shift in you yeah. in that time. And I remember, I still remember you saying to me, this has been one of the best things to ever happen to me, but it was actually at one of your lowest points as far as circumstances look. Yeah. And again, I just think, you know, not all guidance is flashing lights. You know, I'm not no. sure if you had too many of those. Mm. But the fact that God's there with you no matter what, and he just gave you enough to keep taking the next step. Mm. That's pretty important. Yeah, and it was actually quite a, it's a bit like, you know, breaking a horse. This was, a, this was taking someone who's very stubborn, taking them to a place of total insecurity, a place where they have to have total reliance on God. Yeah, well. And then all of a sudden you begin to realize, actually, they probably don't need to be quite so stubborn. Um, it's interesting, and though, that you mentioned the insecurity because you've mentioned it already as well. And just that whole deal of, you know, being in a place, the guidance of God is not like a self-drive car. You know what I mean? Mm. God's more interested in you, and that's what happened to you or with you. He's more interested in that. His guidance is, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I can explain this properly. It's not like God's just trying to get you to a destination. He's taking you on a journey for your benefit in the journey itself. He's growing you in the time of this thing. And so that's why sometimes, you know, like with the Apostle Paul, we don't get it all downloaded 
like a, a data file. Yeah. Mm. So I wanted to ask Gabby if I could for a minute because you've been a student, studied law, on your way mm. to being the Prime Minister of Australia. Yes. At least that's <laughs> what I told you. No. And, uh, <laughs> no. and then you start getting a little bit unsettled. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. So I started to see that it was harder to actually see myself in this role oh, in okay. the future. And I was thinking, let me just take a step back and actually look at my options here. I'm doing one thing out of, you know, the million things you can do in the world. Yeah. And I realised I think I need to take a step back and actually look, explore those other million things. Can I just and ask you, because yeah. I'm pretty sure that you got celebrated pretty highly amongst your extended family. Yeah. Here is the star. He's doing law. woo Yep. How hard was it for you to go, you know what, that might be what everybody else thinks, mm. but I'm not sure I ought to be going down. I'm not sure this is what God wants for my life. Yep. How scary was that? It was, it was a harder reality to face, but to be honest, God, like you were explaining how Paul and Silas, mm. um, they encountered things that inhibited them from going to certain places. And there are a couple of things that were actually in place that actually almost forced me to, you know, take a step back from uni and that's actually what happened and wow. ultimately it wasn't really, I guess, my decision because it was actually, okay. I believe it's God playing his part sure, sure. and actually guiding me towards this oh. next step in my chapter which I'm not really sure what it is. But <laughs> yeah. Ali, can, Ali can give you all the pointers. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take them on. I'll take them. No, I noticed Rhonda, my wife, loves the Word of God. She's an avid reader of it. And I noticed that she wrote down the verse that I was going to uh, talk about next because I love this verse. You want to tell everyone that verse, Isaiah thirty twenty one, uh, and why you picked that one out of all the hundreds of verses about guidance? Sure, because I think it's... The, tell everyone what it says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Isaiah 30 to 21, and it says, and it's in a time when they're in adversity, that this is spoken, it says, you, you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right or the left. And so for me, I'm, I've never seen a vision, I've never had a prophetic dream, and I don't even consider myself someone who readily um, hears the voice of God as others do. So for me, obviously, the, the Bible is always the the reference point yeah. so if it's something that's in the bible no question but of course a lot of life's decisions and issues aren't spelled out for us as you've mentioned several mm -hmm. times and so for me i sort of find that you've got to um get to that point where you say okay god i'm not sure but i think this is the right way to go so i'm going to go this way and just trust that if it's the wrong way, that he will honour his word and say, no, you know, you know, I'll hear that voice behind me. And, and, and usually it's not an audible voice, of course, but it's just a, an uh, 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 um, aura thing. Um, a sense, if, yeah. Yeah, and which, which can be um, hard to get sometimes. Um, the, the other couple of verses that I've written down... Um, is Colossians 3.15 where that says the peace of God mm. will rule or govern or umpire. So 
trying to um, settle one's heart to find that peace or that not peace is a good way. Um, and so I, have you ever had times, though, when you go, God, I have no idea what to do. Yes. I'm reading the Bible and nothing's saying anything and I'm talking to you and I'm not hearing anything back. Have you ever had that, Rhonda? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you, I heard you telling someone before about how often when, when you're asking the children to do something, oh, yeah. you, you, have to, you have to do the Kath and Kim, look at me, look at me. Um, <laughs> we did that with our kids, yeah. Yeah. Well, well one Particularly of the other one. scriptures I've written, Psalm 32, 8, and I think you referenced it as well, but the King James says, I will guide you with mine eye. Oh, yeah. And I think we can be a bit like the children. That's we a good we point. have to shut out the distractions and, and just really focus on yeah. Jesus yeah. because it's hard to quell the anxiety, it's hard to quell the uncertainty, the insecurity until we shut everything else and, and just really look at Jesus and and um, it's kind so, of a bit you know, like a voice Al and, and the, the eyes. <laughs> kind of a bit like Ali was saying there mm -hmm. in the sense of Sometimes God's got to get your attention, mm. you know, before you go on to this unveiling of a plan, you got to the point where you go, okay, God, now you've got my attention. And I want to ask you that in that place, because I noticed a difference even in your voice to me, I, I still remember the day, you know, when you phoned me or I phoned you and there was a piece there that had displaced the worry that was there in that moment, and Rhonda's just referenced the peace of God ruling in your heart. It's an incredible thing, isn't it, when you, even as a believer, go, okay, God, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think if, if we want to have guidance, then we've got to take some steps on no. that. Number one, you can't be guided by someone that you don't trust. So you've got to trust God, Very first good. of all. Very good. Um, then if you're going to trust them, the next thing you've got to do is listen. Um, because, you know, if, if they're worth trusting, then they're worth listening to. And if they're worth listening to, then we better act on that. Wow. Because if we don't, it's just disobedience. And if we do that, then the journey that we go on, I think, is going to... It's not going to be easy necessarily, but we'll begin to know that it's the right thing to do. We will know that we're being guided. And I think just like when you, when you climb a hill and you're following the path, you know, step by step. It doesn't always make sense at the time as to where you're going, but when you get to the top of the hill and look back, yeah. then it starts to make sense. And that's kind of, I think, what... So say that again, like. you said you've got to know them. Trust. Tr trust. Trust, then listen. Listen, and then act. And then act on what you that's hear. That's very good. Yeah, because when you look back down the journey that you've been on, then it starts to make sense. And that's where wow. we can get more encouragement for the journey that we've still got ahead of us. There is certainly when you, I, I always believe that when you, when God speaks to you, faith comes with the package. You know, I was going to ask you, Bruce, about this because I remember when I asked you to come on staff and you were in a, a great job that you loved serving and I'm sure being paid a small fortune. Uh, and then you left that and came here how did God guide you in that? That's a big step. You know, you and your wife, you go, will we step out of the boat, go and do this? Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, it was. Um, 
God had actually been spe- speaking to me probably about the, the two years before we had the beginnings of those conversations mm-hmm. and you probably don't even know that. Um, and so I was listening wow. when you spoke and it was listening to God speaking through the message. Um, and then when we first started talking about what the role might look like for me, um, there were things that God knew that I needed in my life. Um, and so I said, God, I'm not going to tell this to Pastor Jeff, but these are the things that need to be able to line up. Otherwise, I don't believe that I can do this or that you want me to do it. And there were the two, there were two things. And over the next couple of weeks, you then came back and we had several meetings, as wow. you recall, and those two things got ticked off the box. Wow. So by the time you said, will you come on staff? It was like, yes, absolutely. Wow. So was there, though, a sense of faith and confidence because you felt like, yeah, God, you're in this? Yes, without knowing the details. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, the salary was adjusted somewhat. <laughs> but in that, there was like, okay, God, I know I love the details, but there's the faith thing by His grace that He's given me that if I know it is God, yeah. then I have the faith that it will work out. Yeah, well. If I don't know it's God, then I want all the details because I'm doing it in my own strength, which is never a good thing to do. I think that's brilliant. There's so much gold in there. Let me just give the last one. I want to ask uh, some of you to just quickly talk to this here. Um, I believe that when it comes to getting guidance, one of the most important ways that we can have guidance is by having wise counsel in our life. Sometimes God's going to speak directly to you. And sometimes, and this has happened a lot for me, is somebody that I respect somebody that I trust, you know, will say something to me, sometimes innocently, like, to be quite honest, I don't remember what those two things were and I don't remember deliberately going, what does Bruce need? Um, It just would have been without me realising God being in the conversation. So how do you tell the difference? We're living in the world of more opinions than there's ever been on the planet. (laughs) Social media, honestly, It's nothing but opinions. I'm not against it, but it's just opinions, like hello. And I cannot believe how many people are listening to someone who doesn't know them. They have no idea what their internal life is like or what their values are, but they'll be an influencer. And I go, that's probably not wise counsel. So I'll just ask each one of you to tell me just one thing. What do you look for when it comes to wise advice, wise counsel for your life, Donald? How to? Yeah, good spot. Um, I suppose for me personally, um, I'm, I'm kind of like Ali in a way. For God to get attention, he kind of like has to whack me over the head. <laughs> and, I, and even though I, I've taken a beating in my life, I, I really know when God's whacking me over the head. And so what, I've, what I have tend to do is when I get a whack over the head, I'll go and talk to somebody who I really trust. Wow. Uh, he's a brother of ours, um, Joe. Yep. Back in the day, of course, I used to talk to Joe a lot about yeah. those whacks in the back of the head, and um, yeah, Joe would just open up the word and we'd go, "Let's look at what it says in the word," and he's into the word and he, "Let's pray about that, brother. Let's do this. Let's claim it." Is it great though to have a friend like that? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Not somebody who just goes, "Well, I, you know, I heard in the news last night or whatever," but somebody who's got a grounded spirituality that's worked in their life. Yeah, Tessie. Um, well, of course, um, I'll ask God, but, um, uh, normally I ask, uh, cause 
Yeah, uh, back, I mean, before coming to uh, Metro, uh, we always have this discipleship relationship. So, uh-huh. so I will have a... Um, like a say. mentor or someone? Yes, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since um, since we are here, so normally I'll ask Artie, but um, if something comes, I will like, oh God, what am I supposed to do? Mm. And then after that, I'll just, you know, I'll... I'll, I'll Sometimes leave, the conversation it. with somebody, th- this happens for me, I think more times than not, is that the conversation with someone like that, the conversation clarifies it, even if they don't give me the answer. Yeah, that's true. That's you, true. you walk away going, I oh, know now I understand because I talked about it. Yeah, true. Yeah. So yeah, so I will speak to my husband. Mm, good idea. But <laughs> and sometimes, as um, you know, uh, when I disagree, um, God is just amazing the way He works. He will place something that's in my good, heart. That's a really good question that <laughs> we may not have time to dig into. Yes. But what do you do when the husband and wife are both believers? And you, you don't agree on it. Have you got a quick answer for that? Uh, we'll just take time to step we, back. We just step and, back. Yeah. Yes, okay. and say, Let God speak. Yeah. Yes, I'll well, see you later. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, what represents good counsel for you? Um, I want to try and know that it is in line with the Bible, but that's yeah. that's the perfect answer and that's the perfect solution that you don't always get. So yeah. at the very least, I want to make sure it's not contrary to God's Word. Yeah, good. Um, and then I'll talk to Robin, my wife, my significant other. Uh-huh. And chiming in like Tessie, if we're not in agreement, then one of us isn't hearing right. So let's not do anything until there is peace. Yeah, right. Sure. Gabby? For me, it's mum and dad. Yeah, um, cool. And I think it's always going to be someone older than me, especially while, you know, I'm still young. So I've had like, you know, the Carl and the Corey. So people that actually reference scripture when they're actually talking to me, that's when I know, oh, okay, this is a wise counsel. I can go back and look at it and read it from God's that's Word. That's a really good point you make there because yeah. some people get an opinion and it evaporates in the heat of whatever the circumstance. Mm. But when, I'll never forget Marcus Ardern, who we love in this church. He said to me, if I don't know the answer, I give them the Word because the Word will be there when I'm gone. Yep. I've never forgotten. I thought it was and that's what you're saying. Yeah. That's great. And that's helped me so many times because I'm like, oh, what did they say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me look at scripture. That yeah. lines up. So, yeah. Ali, let me ask you, how important was your wife, Sarah, and the whole deal of that journey you were talking about? Was Oh, she was everything. She was oh, right. the, the shoulder to cry on. Oh, right. She was the uh, person that would try and uh, pick me up when I was down, which was quite a lot. She was the, uh, the person that um, tried to help me make sense of it. And oh. she was a person that encouraged me to, to pray about it. Yeah, right. Um, and, yeah, so she was really, really important wow. in getting me back on track, I wow. think, whereas God did the whack over the back. Um, <laughs> Sarah sort of patched me up and said, right, you better, you better take note of that. Don't let it happen again. <laughs> Listen next time. Don't you, hate it when, don't you hate it when they're right? I know. You love it, but you hate it. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. You get used to it after a while. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all know what that one feels like. Rhonda, what represents wise counsel for you? Um, Don't say me, because everyone knows that's what you guys say. Well, apart from you, dear. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Apart from you, um, I would turn to someone who has like a proven track record in hearing from God. Um, uh, Sometimes people will say things in conversation and they don't even realize that mm. they're mm. that they're actually 
saying something that is God mm. speaking to you, and that's wonderful. But if if I'm really at a crossroads and and not knowing where to turn, then I'll think, well, I know so and so has a very good track record of hearing from God, so I will ask them to pray for me. I know that because you lead a woman's, well, it's an everybody's prayer morning that's about to be on Zoom, so anyone who wants to join that can just get us at info at metrochurch.org.au. But I know that the, the prayer part of that, I always feel like prayer is the key to guidance not because prayer makes God do anything. It doesn't shift God, it shifts me. The number of times I've come to pray with a brain that's like soggy spaghetti and then I get into that place, sometimes it might take me a while, but you just keep pressing in and then I'll walk out of there without, uh, with a massive perspective shift. So I think that if you don't hear God at all, I would actually, I'm serious, I would say come to prayer as much as you can. Come to things like Faith, Hope and Love. Come to the prayer gatherings. There's quite a bunch of them here in the church. Get on the prayer team. Um, and particularly, Bruce, get on the prayer team or get, you know, get involved with putting people up for prayer. You, you don't have to be a member of the team to do it. You can just simply use the, the app and get on there so that your thinking gets a bit out of yourself. I know our time's going, but Ali, I wanted to ask you about this because when you get into that space you are in, it's all about you. You know what I mean? Like you feel like your problems are bigger than anybody else's. Uh, your confusion is worse than anyone else's. Your sense of self-esteem is lower than anyone else's. How much of the shift for you in then getting to a place of peace and that came when you just got your attention off Ali and got it on to God and others. Yeah, I think it was uh, initially there was the denial, there was the blaming everyone else. Oh, really? okay. Then you turn around and, as I was saying earlier, you start to question yourself. Yeah, right. And then you say, it must be me. And after it's happened a few times, you think, it's definitely got to be me. Yeah, right. um, so that, that, that sort of left me in a, in a position where um, the feeling of self-worth was very low. And of course, that's oh. totally not what God wants. Yep. So... But it was a humbling experience and it was something that I then had to rely on God for the building up yeah, process. Wow. Um, and uh, It does strengthen you, doesn't it, though? When you go through something like this, your confidence, like, for now, it's been mm. a few years for you, it's a bit like, oh, yeah, so what? Mm. A bit like David, killed the lion, the bear, so what about the giant? Mm. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, it is kind of the, the, the cliche of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But, sure. Um, when you get to the end of that journey and you learn, you turn around and you you, you get that last bit, which is kind of the understanding mm -hmm. or at least the perspective on the journey that you've been on, mm -hmm. which, you know, as an, as an engineer, as you said before, we try and get the understanding first, mm -hmm. first thing. Now, with God, it tends to be the other way around. It takes you on the journey and then you turn around and you get that understanding. Wow. And that's the, that then sets the, sets the context for the next part yeah, of the right. journey, the next steps Good ahead. Point. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a total turnaround. Well, it makes know, no earthly sense at all. I've, I've learned so much here and I love the fact that, that we're hearing from all of you. I just wish we had a lot more time. Maybe we'll do a part two of this one sometime because I'd, like oh, I'd like to dig a lot deeper. There's been some great gold here for every single one of us. Before we finish that, let me, uh, and, and we're going to pray for you and for the guidance that maybe you need. 
you can always contact us at prayer at metrochurch.org.au. Send in your prayer requests. There's a whole team of people that will love to pray for you. It's been one of the joys of my life to say to people in my street, you know, when they're telling me as I'm walking the dog about a problem, I go, our church will pray for you and log it on the app or let Pastor Bruce know about it. Get on there on prayer.metrochurch prayer and all of a sudden you know that there's all these people that are helping carry the load. It's brilliant. Uh, but I also know that for some people, the whole idea of God as somebody who you walk with, which is probably the common thread of every single one of you tonight, is it's God's guidance is not this disembodied voice up in the sky directing you, telling you, commanding you. It's someone, we've all said it in different ways, it's someone who's walking with you yeah. in the middle of the whole deal. Yeah. And I think that if you've never received Christ, if you've never opened up your heart and said, Jesus, I just want to know you, then I would so strongly encourage you. It's this easy, like Tessie was saying, you said yes to Leanne. And even though you're a bit nervous about it, not 100% sure, God took you on. Yeah. And I believe the same if you want to say yes to Jesus. Jesus, I'm opening the door of my life. I want you to come in. Forgive me of my past. Help me go forward with everything you have for me. I believe that if you'll do that today, uh, then God will miraculously and amazingly come into your life. All you've got to do if you want to say yes, here it is for you on the screen right now. You can text yes, why yes, if you're in Australia, to 0488 826 392. If you'd like to get our help via email or you're outside of Australia, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au and we would love to be a part of helping support you. We'll send you a scripture and a prayer. It's on one screen of the smartphone and you'll get that every day. You can opt out whenever you like. Here's one thing I'll guarantee you. We'll never write and ask you for anything. We simply want to help encourage you in your journey with Jesus. So let me pray with you. Father, thank you for every single person who right now is in that place, maybe in a hotel room right now, wondering what on earth life's about. Maybe they're at home and they're alone. They're not sure of what the future holds. Maybe they've just lost the job or been rejected by somebody and now the whole world seems like it's crumbling around about them. And in the middle of all that, you are speaking to them right now and saying, but I love you, but I care for you. I want to walk with you. God, I pray that as they give you their yes, they'll know what everybody here has spoken about, the peace that you bring to their life. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you for that. Um, Rhonda, I'm going to ask you to do one more thing, please, darling. I want you to pray for anybody here that's in a place where they need guidance. And again, take, go back, please. Listen to this again on YouTube. And it stays up there on our YouTube channel, Metro Church WA. And share it around with your friends. Come join us whenever you can. But uh, listen to it again and again. And allow some of the things that have been said here that I believe are real gold for each one of us to help you on the journey. Maybe the answer will be instant. Maybe it'll take some time. But I know that God's with you. Thanks, Rhonda. Thank you, Heavenly Father that you've sent us Jesus, and he's our saviour, but also he's our shepherd. He walks with us, he cares for us, he comes and finds us and draws us back when we're going astray. Mm. We thank you that we can have that comfort, but also that trust 
that you are with us, that you will guide us, that you will speak to us if we just quieten our heart and listen. And I pray, Lord, for all the people listening who have perhaps, uh, like myself in, in times past, struggled to hear you. Lord, that you'll just put a sense of peace over mm. them, that they will be able to mm. just cut out the distractions and just hear that still small voice reassuring them that you're there, that you love them and that you have a great plan for them. And then step by step, Lord, just gently leading them, saying, yes, this way, no, not that way, Mm. as you've promised in your word you'll do. I thank you, Lord, that you're a good and faithful shepherd. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Rhonda. Hey, by the way, thank you for joining with us. Make sure you join us again. Thank you, Donald Potu, Tessie, Rhonda, Ali, Gabby, and Pastor Bruce. God bless you all. Thank you for joining.